timer on your watch has started, the gun has gone off, the horn has sounded. Welcome to episode one of the Sweet Run Podcast. We're your hosts, Gerald Mitchell and Natalie Mitchell. Have you ever wanted to run where the pros run? In our premiere episode, we are excited to welcome two-time Olympian and coach Ryan Hall to the Sweet Run Podcast. Ryan lives with his wife, professional marathoner Sarah Hall, and their four beautiful daughters in Flagstaff, Arizona, one of the running meccas of the world. We talk with Ryan all about the natural beauty of Flagstaff, what to see, where to fill your stomach, and of course, the best places to run. It was our honor and pleasure to kick off the Sweet Run podcast with Ryan as our guest. Want to help our show grow? Leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes, subscribe to the show, and tell all of your friends. All right. Am I missing anything? Well, we did have a slight connection issue, but in no way does it diminish from the awesome content in this conversation. Without further ado, enjoy our conversation with Olympian Ryan Hall. So I always try to find some interesting thing to point out or ask. And so for me, from a, a thin, svelte, dare I say, skinny guy <laughs> to a formerly skinny guy, what prompted you to, after the running retirement, to just get jacked, man? I mean, give me relatively speaking, I, I saw 127 on Wikipedia, 134, and I'm like, yeah, that, that dude's bigger now. What, 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 what prompted all that? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of it was like what my body was craving, you know? Like, and we do that a lot with, like, run-free training. We try to ask our athletes that question, like, what is your body craving right now? Because I think oftentimes it's trying to tell us what it wants, you know? And for me, like, I'd been such an extreme – at extreme level with distance running, marathoning, you know, running 120 miles a week, 140 miles a week for, like, years and years and years, like, training extremely hard. And my body was just, like – it was kind of like, you know, I gave you everything I could possibly give you for 20 years. Now it's time to get back to me you know so you know running ball running that way in that manner can be very catabolic doesn't have to be you know like run free training we're not trying to put anyone in an extreme catabolic state like i was in but um you know when you're trying to run with the best guys in the world you gotta you gotta be right on that line so that's how i was and so when i retired from pro running it was just a way for me to stay true to who i am i love pushing myself physically i love seeing improvement i also love doing things i'm not really good at so I was so weak in the weight room and um, so small, so skinny. I had nowhere to go but up, you know. So it, it was slightly embarrassing walking around the weight room at first, for sure. I wore a hat and pulled it down low, you know, tried not to make eye contact with too many people. And uh, But it's been super fun just to see growth and um, to continue to learn about training, too. Like, I learned a lot about not only weightlifting and strength training, but also about run training. Like there's principles that cross over from running to weightlifting and vice versa. And especially in the nutrition category, it's like in, in lifting, powerlifting, bodybuilding, it's all about nutrition. Like everyone's, there's a lot of guys in the weight room, but if you got your nutrition dialed in, that's where, you know, change really happens. So been really kind of a cool um, fun experiment for me and just a way for me to also get some energy out you know during the day and and be in a better spot to be a better dad and better husband and better coach and all the things I'm doing so I've, I've been loving it nice 
Well, you guys, um, we love starting the podcast, just kind of diving right into the conversation, but I'm going to back up a little bit um, in case you don't already know. And I know, you know, if you're in the running world, who we're talking to right now, we have the honor of talking to Ryan Hall. He is an American uh, record holder in the half marathon um, and an American record holder in the marathon. Um, he's the first American to run a sub 205 marathon, um, winner of the 2008 Olympic marathon trials. Um, fifth place at London Marathon. I could go on and on and on. He's amazing. And I had the honor of having him coach me last fall, which was an amazing experience. We're just super stoked to have you here, Ryan. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure. I'm, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. So excited to contribute here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And Ryan's also, I mean, he, you know, he, um, is an amazing coach. He's got all these uh, elite athletes that he's coaching, including his wife, Sarah Hall, who just ran 2.22.01 in London a few weeks ago. We were, Gerald and I, we have, okay, we have to talk about this. So we were like, we're getting up. We took a little nap. We're like, we're getting up. We're watching the London Marathon. And, um, and it was funny because, so at one point during the marathon, you know, it's kind of like, you know, there's no spectators in London. You guys are like, you know, it was kind of an, an interesting situation. And, um, and so it was like, you know, two in the morning here and I'm sitting on the couch and I kind of was like, not that it because it was boring, but I was kind of like falling asleep a little bit, you know, and Gerald's like, are you okay? Are you going to wake up? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm watching. And then all of a sudden the end of the race starts happening. And I was like, wait, what's going on here? You know, there, there's some action going on. And all of a sudden at the end, we see Sarah ripping it at the end. And we like, we're trying not to wake up our kids. We're like jumping up, screaming at the TV, you know, yelling and just, you know, it was really exciting. So I wanted to say congratulations to both of you guys um, on that amazing achievement. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was, that was a special one for sure, you know, um, but yeah, we have lots of video of like people silently cheering, trying not to wake up their kids, um, Sarah's mom being one of them. So there's, there's a lot of that going on. And a lot of people crying too. We had a lot of people tell us they were crying and they were watching Sarah finish. So uh, it's very touching just to like feel everyone's love and support from, from the other side of the pond. It was, it was a special moment for both of us, for sure. Yeah. I call it whisper yelling because ah. <laughs> it was like yeah. the surreal it was such a surreal moment it's kind of like you see it happening in front of you but you don't even realize that it's happening but you're like no this is real this is happening like she is blowing by this you know amazing marathoner in front of her and she's gonna go and get which we were already excited because she was gonna be on the podium with third place but to pass her by you know a to get second and we weren't sure what was going to happen it, it was i mean i definitely had tears in my eyes and i um i texted jared who, who's my coach now jared carson shout out to jared um i texted him at like two in the morning and i'm like did you see that so it was it was pretty <laughs> exciting over here on this side of the pond it was, it was a good day for sure yeah so <laughs> man let's talk about yeah running at home. Um, and I always like to think of it, or I frame it this way. Um, so a friend of mine, all of you all, or all my friends, um, calls me up, shoots me a message and says, hey, uh, I'm going to be in Flagstaff and, or I'm going to be in Crested Butte or, you know, wherever, you know, you are. And 
do you know anybody who can tell me the best place to run or I want to get a few miles in? What do I have to see? What can I not miss? So with that in mind, uh, tell us, where's your favorite place to run at home? Yeah, so it depends. I'm going to give you guys a couple options because it really depends what you're looking for, right? So a lot of people coming up to Flagstaff, they're coming up to altitude for the first time. So if you come from sea level, I'd recommend running flat because running up hills at altitude when you're not used to it is no fun for people. So that can ruin your run right there if you try you choose the hilly route. So I'll keep it flat. Um, if you were wanting to do like a faster run and get an experience of you probably have seen a ton of like videos coming out of different pro uh, groups and flag staff, you know, if you want to see where they're filming those things, there is one route where like everyone runs um, their hard workouts. So that is the corner of Crimson Road and Lake Mary Road. So if you put that into Google Maps, just find the corner of Crimson Road, Lake Mary Road, and then you're just going to head down towards Lake Mary on the road. There's a really nice like kind of bike path shoulder. And it's marked every 400 meters. Um, the NAZ Elite coach, Ben, he marked it out every 400 meters. So it's cool. Like you got marks all, all set up for you there. If you show up there, especially on like a Sunday morning, like 830, you're just guaranteed to see pro teams up there, pro guys out there running. That's where everyone goes. It's one of our favorite spots for hard workouts because you can also go down Crimson Road and there's dirt road that you can run. Like say, like if we're doing a marathon simulation, we'll run the first half, you know, first 10 miles on the dirt and hop on that fast uh, paved road, fairly flat, and we'll go 10 miles um, hard on the pavement. So that's the best spot if you're trying to get in a workout. Now, if you're just trying to go flat, um, the urban trail is kind of the one we hit, and you can pick that up all over town. Probably the easiest place for me to describe people to go is they go to Fort Tut Hill, which is where um, there's like a BMX track, there's a zip line, there's a horse track, so it's just called Fort Tile. If you put it in your phone, Google Maps, you'll pull it right up. And you can hook onto the urban trail there. You can either go um, like up into the mountains and get on some, some nice dirt roads, or you can just cruise back on the urban trail back towards town. It just kind of meanders all through town and then goes down towards like, a, it goes through NAU's campus, keeps going along like a river creek thing. It's just one of those perfect like uh, cinder paths. It's like, you know, six feet wide, just perfect for running on and also a fairly flat option. So those are the two, the two uh, ones that came to mind for people who were first timers to altitude and first time flag stuff. No, I appreciate you mentioning that because I would be the person who's like, all right, come on, let's go. And, you know, a mile into it, I'm like, how did I just complete a marathon, right? You know, because being from sea level, you know, I'd, I'd probably overshoot and, and overshoot my skis there and, and hurt myself. So that's that's always a great point. Yeah. So, okay, Ryan, yeah. all right, so we've gone on one of the runs you've recommended in Flagstaff. Now we're hungry. We want to eat. Where should we go? Yeah. So two spots again. It's hard for me to like choose just one. Um, one is called Pizza Cleta, and uh, that place is like got the best wood fired pizza, some of the best wood fired pizza I've had like in the world. So, and the guy, uh, Caleb, who started the restaurant, he's a cyclist. He went to Europe, he was cycling all around Europe, like fell in love with pizza and the culture of pizza and stuff, and basically like found a way to like bring all those ingredients back from Italy and make some like world class wood fired pizza. It's just like kind of a, a small, intimate pizza place. And a lot of runners go there as well and cyclists. So 
got a really cool kind of like endurance vibe to it, but the, the pizza is just off the hook. Really good gelato too. Um, if you're more in the mood for meat, um, Diablo Burger, they, they serve like a local ranch meat and there's some really good burgers, some unique stuff, unique options there. And also you'll see, you're likely, both those spots, you're likely to run into other like pro distance runners. Um, I think they're even like sponsoring some of the pro teams in town. So um, you'll, you'll see lots of pros at those, both those spots off the hook super good all right i'm hungry now i'm ready to that sounds awesome um okay so um all right we've gone on our run and we've had something to eat so like when we're staying in flagstaff like would you recommend like a certain hotel or should we get an airbnb like where's the best place to stay in flagstaff i would airbnb it um i'd airbnb it or if you're feeling adventurous there is like dispersion camping. So you see lots of dispersion camping and you can just go, there's one of the reasons why we moved to Flagstaff and why we love it so much is there's just dirt roads everywhere to run on. Um, And so you'll see people camping all in the woods. So if you're feeling adventurous, you could go that route. Um, But Airbnb would probably be the best route. To be honest, there's not like any super luxe, super nice hotels in Flagstaff yet. So I, I would recommend going the Airbnb route. That sounds good. Now, you know, I, I realize that you guys get cold winters and, um, it actually snows there and the fall, um, time where we are, we're talking at like the end of October right now, it looks gorgeous there in the fall, but what's your favorite season, um, in Flagstaff and, and why? Yeah, I love the fall. I love the cool crisp mornings. Usually we don't get our first snow, although last year we did get like one kind of early, I think in October even. Um, but usually like we're not getting like consistent snowstorms till like December so I'd recommend the fall like October November cool crisp mornings you got the leaves turning especially if you go in October like like early to mid-October with aspen trees turning Mm -hmm. um you can go up to aspen corner which is up towards the ski resort um Humphreys and uh snowballs the name of ski resort just beautiful up there with all the aspen trees turning yeah I just I just love the fall the wintertime can be a little bit hit and miss with the, with the snow, you know? So if you like to ski, there is a ski resort. It's pretty small. It's pretty basic. I haven't myself been on it. I do have friends like ex-professional runners who do skinning on the mountains. So that can be an option if you're into like, like a wintertime sports, but yeah, I'd say the fall, the spring can be pretty windy in Flagstaff. So, you know, runners, we're like notoriously picky with the weather, right? So, um, you know, even a little bit breeze, we're like, oh, it's so windy out here and we're all grumpy, you know. So, um, yeah, you got that to deal with in the spring. And then uh, the summers are also nice. We get monsoons in the afternoon, um, but in general, it's like pretty good weather. People think Arizona in the summertime, they think it's like 110 degrees, but which it is down in Phoenix or Sedona, which is the Phoenix two hour drive from us. Sedona is 45 minute drive from us. But up in Flagstaff, most of the time the temperatures are hanging out in 80 degrees afternoon monsoons are on through and it's it's pretty good in the summertime as well that sounds beautiful i know we're definitely like ready to pack our bags and and come and visit we'll have to stop by with our kids and they can they can hang out with your girls <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah that'd be super fun and there's so much cool stuff like close by like uh, grand canyon like 75 minutes to 90 minutes away yeah. um, like i said sedona's right there antelope canyon you see some beautiful pictures coming out of antelope canyon horseshoe bend um, Zion, Bryce, like all those are not that far away. So a really cool kind of like 
launching pad to, to go explore. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask what places of interest, but I mean, that's like amazing. I mean, the Grand Canyon is so close and all those national parks. So you're set if you come up to Flagstaff. Um, now, I was going to ask as well now, and, and there's been some places where we've talked to people and they're, they're like, you know what? You came for the nature. And it's starting to sound like that's what Flagstaff is about, <laughs> but all, which is totally uh -huh. cool. That's, that's important. Um, are there situations or are there places like in town or, or around the general area that you kind of have to see that monument or that piece of history or whatever, you know, and maybe not, maybe it's all about just the wide open God country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, that's a great question. I, I mean, you got the, like I said, the Grand Canyon is not that far away. Um, Humphreys peak is pretty cool. That's kind of, I'd say that's kind of like a must do. Uh, if you're into outdoors, into hiking, it's not that big of a hike. It's like five miles up, five miles down. And uh, it's not like crazy. You don't need like ropes or helmet or anything. It's just a hike, you know. And uh, it's the highest mountain in Arizona. It's like twelve thousand four hundred feet, I think. And uh, nice views from up there. Just kind of like a nice kind of casual hike. Um, just beautiful, beautiful. So I'd say that's probably the thing where, like, if you're going to Blackstaff, you got to do that one. Cross it off the bucket list. Sign your name to the the, the you know the stuff they leave at the top of the mountain. We got to sign in just to prove you were there. Yeah, it's a good time. I love that. Um, so Ryan, so now I always hear, you know, this is a place for um, elite runners and cyclists to train and live in altitude, but like, are there any local races that you would recommend for people visiting? Yeah. So there's like a downtown mile on the 4th of July. They, unfortunately, like we've always been over in Australia doing another race, like half marathon, Gold Coast marathon over there. So we've missed it every time we've been uh, living in Flagstaff. And then this year with COVID, it didn't happen. Uh, but there are like we have a very vibrant running community um, run flagstaff is the the local running store so if you cruise into run flagstaff like they'll, they'll tell you whatever races are going down and there there are a lot of races going on all the time it's just like really fun like community people just out having a good time you know you're at altitude so you can't expect to be running blazing times or hitting prs but um people are just looking to to go run a race together and have fun out in the woods that's kind of the, the spot to do it. So I just recommend, yeah, people going to run Flagstaff, check out that shoe store and the people in there. I know all the staff in there. They're all super friendly, super great guys. And they'll definitely you know, be able to tell you what's going on. Uh, but that 4th of July mile, I hear that one is super fun. One that I've always wanted to be in town for. So hopefully this 4th of July, we'll be able to hit that up. Yeah, that's cool. no, that's really cool. Yeah, and, and thanks. Because that was kind of one of the next questions is, you know, especially for me, honey, if like, you know, on a race, it's like, I need the extra, you know, fuel or my drink or whatever, where am I going to go? But now it sounds like run Flagstaff right. is the place to be for, if I, for anything, you know, running that you miss out on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the spot. They'll be able to hook you up. They got, uh, you know, all the different gels in there, all the different shoes, gear, all that stuff. So yeah, if you forgot anything at home, just go to run Flagstaff, they'll hook you up for sure. I love it. Nice. Now, okay, so then you told us where to eat. Now, would you recommend any separate places to just go, like, have a drink, like a glass of wine or a beer, just to hang out? Or dessert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, dessert. That's, that's more my thing. <laughs> I'm not, my, my wife and I, we, we're not huge wine connoisseurs, so I wouldn't be able to speak to that. But the, downtown, I will say this, downtown does have, like, a lot of, uh, what do they call, like, wine specialty shops, like, uh, I won't say wineries, but 
that's not it. Wine drinking places. <laughs> they got they got a lot of options like that. So um, the downtown is kind of cool, you know, because it's a it's a university town. So NAU's there. It's got a nice little like downtown vibe. It's it's small, but there's some really cool um, you know places to grab a drink and stuff like that. There in terms of dessert, though, I'm trying to think yeah. what my favorite dessert honestly it's probably the gelato pizza quetta like they have like really unique flavors you know like olive oil gelato stuff that you wouldn't think could be good but like really really rich and really good so that's probably my favorite dessert in flagstaff yeah and because runners do actually eat dessert right (laughs) at least i know they do i do (laughs) (laughs) yes Especially post uh, post marathon, when you're in that off season and you're relaxing on things a little bit, yeah, that's when a lot of the desserts going down. Oh <laughs> yeah, that sounds great, um, Ryan. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us. I have we have one last question for you. If you could run anywhere in the world, because I know you and Sarah are big, huge travelers, you love to travel. So if you could run anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Ooh, man. It'd probably be going back to, I did this race called Beat the Sun. And uh, we we're basing out of Chamonix, France. And we were running around Mount Blanc. And I did two different legs that day. They were like two hours each. That was just some of the most beautiful terrain I've ever covered in my life. I ran through like three countries that day, through like Switzerland, through France, through Italy. And we were, you know, being driven from like route to route. And it's like all these like different Tour de France stages, you know, like the climbing stages with just these like epic little roads in European town. So, man, anywhere in there around Mount Blanc is just, man, it's hard to beat. We were like, we were like sliding on our butts down glaciers and doing all kinds of fun stuff. So (laughs) if I could go back there, I think that would be the spot. All right. That sounds awesome. Ryan Hall, you're amazing. Thank you so much for talking to us. I appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. And uh, look forward to uh, hooking up again soon, somewhere down the road, you know, because the knee's on the men, so we'll we'll be back at it whenever the rest of the world (laughs) is, you know? I know, I know. We're all waiting for that vaccine to get out and for things to start normalizing here. It's uh, it's just a matter of time. We're on the the backside now, you know? Yeah. That's right. We got to just stay positive and just keep keep pushing and doing what we love. It'll all happen when it's supposed to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. Talk to you soon. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Another huge thanks to Ryan for coming on the show. We hope the next time you travel to Flagstaff, you'll give all of Ryan's recommendations a try. Everything will be outlined in the show notes. And be sure and check out Ryan's coaching company, Run Free Training, that he started last year with friend and co-founder Jay Stevenson. They have amazing world-class coaches and a holistic philosophy. I've been with Run Free Training for over a year now, and I absolutely love it. Please follow on all social at Sweet Run and Nat Runs Far. Leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes and subscribe and tell all your friends. And a big thank you to our engineer, Mike Castantini, at the Network Studios in Culver City for editing this episode and helping us put it together. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for being here for our very first episode of the Sweet Run podcast. We'll be back to you next next Thursday Thursday for a brand new episode. See you then. See you then. 